Hi, I'm Rob Jepson, and my mission is to help sales leaders everywhere create record-setting growth in the companies they lead. I'm here to share the secrets of the world's most successful sales leaders. I don't care how big the company or how big the team, we showcase sales leaders who are taking what the market gives and then some. We feature leaders of teams who are beating their markets, winning at crazy rates, and creating life-changing years for the people they lead. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Sales Leadership United, part of the Jepson Performance Group. Video segments of this and other episodes of the podcast can be found at Sales Leadership United, hosted on Patreon. Think of Sales Leadership United like a Home Depot for sales leaders. It's a comprehensive resource for sales leaders with over 100 hours of tools, training, and insights sorted and tagged into every category you might need to help you become an elite sales leader. A private podcast, sales leadership training, sales meeting insights, video insights, and much more are waiting for you to check out at Sales Leadership United. Don't reinvent sales leadership. Tap into proven tools and techniques used by many of today's most successful sales leaders and check out Sales Leadership United today. Now, get ready for some serious insights from this week's sales leader who's making it happen. And remember, don't worry, we got you. Hello, and welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, where high-growth sales leaders share high-growth practices and tactics. Today, we got one of our rare repeat guests in the four years, and I cannot believe the show has been going for four years now. We've only had a handful of repeaters. And this one, this one's one of my all-time favorites. John Madsen is the founder and CEO of Superhuman. John joined us a couple of years ago in one of our top downloaded episodes of 2020, literally a week before the pandemic hit. Since then, John and his business have absolutely blown up. John coaches executives worldwide on how to become the best versions of themselves and their fitness, their finances, and their families. He's helped thousands of CEOs, sales leaders, business people of all kinds, and entrepreneurs become that top 1% in things that matter in their life. John's been featured in many major, major media outlets like ESPN, Fox News, NFL Network, Business Insider, and more than I can count. And it's always about how to become an elite performer regardless of the economic conditions surrounding us. John's story is one of my favorites. It's an awesome one. An unrecruited athlete that played major college football and ultimately made it to the NFL, overcoming significant challenges all along the way. Today, John's coaching business has grown ridiculously fast, and he helps people all around the world learn to win and grow purposefully, intentionally, and predictably. Now, I want to finish with, I know John personally. He's coached me. He's played a major influence in my life. He's helped me through some really meaningful challenges, and he's helped me begin to learn not just how important mindset is generally, but how important it is to achieve anything that's important to me. He's a personal coach, a really highly sought after speaker. He hosts his own podcast that you need to subscribe to, but I'm super pumped to have this dude back. John, it's a completely different time. We face completely different challenges and you got some important insights for every single one of our 45,000 listeners listening to you today. John, welcome back and thank you for joining us, man. My man, dude, thank you for uh, the introduction. Hopefully I can live up to it. It was great and I'm excited to be here with you today. Well, thank you. Like I said, we don't have a lot of repeaters. And and I think that your topic that you're on, you're you're one of these experts. There's a lot of people that can talk about mindset and they pay lip service to it and maybe think it's about rah-rahs and cheerleading, but you go deep, man. And and as times change, one thing that doesn't change is everything. And, and I mean everything. You taught me this 
like one of the first. It starts with how you think. And so before we get uh, into it, will you tell us about Superhuman and what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely, man. So, uh, you know, my, my after the NFL career thing ended at 27, I needed to, you know, do something else. Fitness was always something that I loved. I got into owning some gyms, trained a lot of young athletes. Your son was one. That's how we met. And uh, ultimately, yeah, ultimately I had a, I, you know, me and my wife had our first child. She's four now. And at that time I realized that I couldn't be the guy that was at the gym at 4 a.m., getting home at 9 a.m. and missing all the dance recitals and all this stuff. And I wanted a certain lifestyle. So I decided that I was going to take fitness, which was my passion, uh, and I was going to scale it in an online format where I could reach people outside of my my little hometown. And so over the past two to three years, we've grown Superhuman into a really big, really awesome company that specializes in fitness and mindset for high achievers, high performers, and uh, you know the, the same people that you hang around with. Well, John, I mean, the, I, I hope that at the end, we're going to plug people into what you're doing, because there's a lot of people who will benefit from what you do. You have a podcast, you like do these events with people and you do a lot more than one-on-one coaching. You've blown up and John's a humble guy, man. And he's not trying to sell on this show because that's who he is. But uh, uh, for all of you listening, take the time to look at what's happening at Superhuman because he's changing lives left and right. So thank you, John. So thank let's you, let's go back in time, man. Let's get in our hot tub time machine for a second, man. Last time you were with me, it was 2020. Uh, you talked a little bit about mindset. It was one of our top downloaded episodes. Most sales leaders, they talk about mindset. You gave them a few pointers on how to be better at it. But since then, pandemics hit, supply chain challenges hit, crazy economies hit, and yet you keep winning. Your life keeps getting better and better, and the people that you work with keep getting better and better. Uh, I, I want to ask why. Like, What is it you guys do to make sure that external circumstances are not a determinant of your ultimate success. Is that a good place to start? Yeah, yeah, it's an absolutely great place to start. I mean, going back to the pandemic, you think of a lot of industries got impacted in in ways that were completely out of anyone's control, right? What what we thought we could control all of a sudden overnight, we couldn't control. And even though we couldn't control those things, we still have a choice. We still have a choice in our attitude. We still have a choice in what behaviors we're going to take, right? And so even in my industry where, you know, at that time I had a physical location when when all the gyms got shut down in Salt Lake City, I remember making a video to all of my members and saying, hey, I don't know how long this thing's going to last. We're shutting down. And uh, I made a decision really quick though. The very next week, I, I had this foresight into, um, you know, what I ultimately wanted to do was, was build online anyways. And so I made another video and told all of my members that we were never opening up again. If they were under contract, well, we could rip it up right then, or they could join me in the online version because that's where I was going forever. And 95% of the people ripped up their contracts. They did not come over to the online portion of the program. I started brand new and I've been on a rocket ship ever since. And it wasn't like we were changing our our core philosophy and doing at-home workouts and stuff to kind of pander to the pandemic. It was, it was real fitness and nutrition coaching. And we took that opportunity and we ran with it. If you look on the flip side, I know a ton of gym owners who got completely crushed by the pandemic. So same mm-hmm. situation, different result, right? But what I always do is I 
personally and the people that I coach, I, I, I remind them of this choice that we always have despite the external circumstance. I am going to win no matter what. And so I'm going to control my perception. I'm going to control my energy and I'm going to focus on what I want instead of what I can't control. I love that. And so let, I want to sit in this for a second because I think that right now we're in this world where like the pandemic hit, everybody freaked out. I'm remembering one of your episodes. I'm, I'm listening to your, to your show every week, the show, the name of John's uh, podcast is the show. And you had an episode right after the pandemic hit where I remember clearly you saying, and I'll, I'll, I'll butcher it, so forgive me. You said, there are a lot of leaders out there and a lot of people out there that are so happy that this is hitting, if only because it gives them an excuse for why they miss their goals, right? Mm-hmm. And you said, there are people that now they'll point and say, oh, well, of course I didn't hit my, my quota. Of course I didn't hit my goals because, well, this pandemic hit, I couldn't do anything about it. And you had a really great episode around, yeah, that's, that's not applicable to people that are these elite one percenters and, and that people that we would know who they were, they, they were excited that they have a reason to say, now I have a reason I didn't, I didn't win. I think the same thing might be coming on now because you see tech companies, all these companies, like their budgets are freezing and they're laying people off and salespeople are hearing, Hey, we're not making purchase decisions right now. And I'm going to guess that you would say if you were a sales leader or you were talking to a sales leader, we're still going to win, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, it, the, the interesting thing on this is that, of course, consciously, people are not saying like, oh, I'm so glad this hit. Of course. Now I have yeah. Excuse, yeah. Right? So, like I said, I butchered it. Did... Sorry, man. I butchered it. <laughs> yeah. No, no. You, you, you did perfect. I mean, but we have this conscious part of ourselves, which is what we're aware of. And we have the depths of our unconscious, which is the driver of our actual behavior. Right. And so inside that unconscious mind that you have, that I have, that all your listeners listening right now have, there's, there's values, there's limitations, there's beliefs that then percolate into how we act every day and ultimately what a result is. And so the hard part about this is it's usually the unconscious itself is like what we're not really aware of, right? Otherwise it would be conscious. And so what was what I was meaning in that podcast is there's so many people who have limitations about what's possible, right? Built into their unconscious mind that when something like that comes up, all it is is an excuse for why they didn't hit their goal. And it actually at an unconscious level makes people feel a little bit better because now they can take that failure off of them per se and put it on something outside of their control. But here's here's the interesting thing. The highest performers in the world, the best performers in sales or business leaders or or you know anybody, it's not that we don't lose sometimes, but our, our core identity, we are winners. And so even if we lose temporarily, it's a temporary setback and learning lesson to propel us into the next realm, which is ultimately going to be winning. And if you don't have that built into your identity and you have all those limitations, you're going to continue to just put things external as excuses and you're never going to move forward. So you just use a really important word that, again, I learned the importance of it in part from you. You said identity. And, um, I really think that's important. You've, again, you've, you've done some work with me and shared your thoughts with me. I love your thoughts about identity that if we want to upgrade who we are, if we want to, everybody likes the idea of ascension, everybody likes the idea of growth, but you got to have this. If you don't update your, your upgrade, your identity first, it's pretty tough to do. Can you talk for a minute to all these sales leaders? What does that mean when you say identity and, 
and because that's not soft and fluffy. That's not fluffy stuff, man. There's real tangible stuff there. Can we get into that for a minute? Yeah, yeah, man. The the way that I like to think about the identity, kind of the core of you, right? It acts as a thermometer. And so you guys have probably heard this before. It's like if your results get really hot, right? Like it, let, let's say that you're, you know, you grow up in a small town or even myself, for example, you, you know, the, you know, you know, Utah, I grew up in West Valley, which was not the rich side of town. And I'm just this ordinary kid. If my results start to like get really hot at a certain level, right? Let's say that I'm 35 years old, my company starts ascending up and I still identify with the kid who grew up in a poor town, who, who doesn't know anything about money, who doesn't have this, at an unconscious level, that's where self-sabotage creeps in. It's like, mm. it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like you're going too fast, let's put on the brake, right? And alternatively, if, if let's say, you know, whatever happens and I see myself as like an average dude and my results are less than, it's like, it gets really cold. I'm going too slow. My back's up against the wall. Something's going to happen and it's going to propel me up to the point where I'm comfortable. So the real question that we all should be asking is how do we level up our identity so that when we win, it's a, it becomes a part of us, right? And we don't self-sabotage. We want our thermometer as far as results go to be like, I want, my, I want mine to be 100 degrees, not a cool 72. As I keep ascending, I want, I want it to be hot, right? And so if you think about your identity and the, the reason why this is so important is a lot of people want to change a person's behavior. As a coach, if I want, if you came to me and you're like, John, I want better results. I want to hit this quota. I want to, you know, do whatever. It's like, awesome, right? We can change the behavior. Consciously, you understand what you should do, you're right? But you can fight that battle upstream for a long time and even get some result. But the real winners will go back to the root of identity because your identity actually automates the behavior. So same thing, like if I'm coaching someone in fitness, I want, I want them to, at a certain point, view them as a fit and healthy person, because what do fit and healthy person people do? They make the choices that unfit and unhealthy people don't make, right? And it becomes automatic, but it has to, a lot of times right? There's, there's limitation that's in there that we have to go and uncover, but also repetition, right? So we have to do stuff long enough so that it becomes part of our identity so that we trust that part of us. It's, com it's, it's a complicated thing to talk about, but what I think the real takeaway from, for you guys listening is your identity controls your, your beliefs and your values. Your beliefs and your values control your behaviors. Your behaviors become your habits and your habits become your results. And so most people are just trying to change their behavior without going deep into that identity. It's like they're swimming up, upstream. But if we fix the identity into a winner, no matter what happens, you'll find a way to win. So I like this. I want to sit in this for another couple of minutes, John, because this is a good introduction to it. Images, you talk about like your identity is, is this what you see yourself as. How intentional do you need to be about those images in your mind? Like if you want to you won in the pre-pandemic economy, and now it's totally different. You talked about how you ripped up your business model, started from scratch. How important is the images in the mind? Like, are, do you need to be intentional about that? Do you need to like intentionally build those things? I overwhelm myself with life by design. Overwhelm. Like, if you if people are watching this video, if it if it is a video or there's it a clip, is, yep. you'll see pictures behind me. It's a like that's a vision board. On the top left-hand screen, there's a picture of King Leonidas with like a six-pack and just a savage, right? I have that 
obviously I know what that looks like in my mind, but I also place it in places that like become almost subliminal. So I, I create like whatever I want to look like, like that is a hundred percent by design, right? Whatever I want to have in my life, hundred percent by design, all of my wants, as far as experiences or material things, like I have a running list of over a hundred things, not because I'm material, but because I'm giving my unconscious brain, which is a supercomputer. If your conscious part of you like runs at 128 bits of information per second, your unconscious mind is like a million times a billion bits of information per second. It can see far, far further than you can see. So I'm giving that unconscious part of myself coordinates on all the things that I want in my life, from the people that I want to be around, from the things that I want in my life, from the lifestyle that I want to have, to the cars that I want to drive, to the vacations I want to take. Most people are very general about it. And I promise you, magic happens as crazy as it seems, magic happens when you start to actually design it on purpose, because then all of a sudden you're, you're not just like pointing over there. You're like, I have the exact coordinates to what I want in my life. And, and your unconscious mind is a supercomputer that will make those connections for you if, if you put it in your awareness. Too many people are focused not on, see, here's the, here's the key here. Most, like when I'm focused supremely on all the stuff that I want, most people are focused supremely on all the what ifs, worst case scenarios, the president of the United States, the economy, the recession, the why nots. They're focused on the why not. I'm focused on the why too. And for the people that are members of Sales Leadership United, you're going to see these video clips. John, I'm staring at your division board right now. It's, it's, I yeah. got all kinds of things I want to talk to you about in a call just between you and me someday that's on there. But I love it. Like, now I want to take that into this salesperson. Like, so if we want to see ourselves as this person, it might be like, I'm going to be in President's Club, or it might be, these are the logos of the customers that are doing business with me, right? It's like, mm -hmm. I love that. I, like, I think the title of our episode is going to be Success by Design or something like that, given yes. what you just said, you know? And so it's not just, I'm going to work hard. I'm going to make some calls. I'm going to do my emails and videos I got to make, et cetera. No, I'm going to win these customers. I'm going to hit this volume. I'm going to have this thing happen. And, and, and is that what, is that like the images when I'm talking about, is it that level of detail or am I still too superficial? No, dude, it, it is. And I mean, I have a, like one of the things I have on my list is people that I want to associate with. Right. And so cool. some of the biggest podcasters or biggest influencers or, or biggest, you know, people that you guys know about, like I have on my list. Right. And as soon as I started putting them, like their names on that list, look, consciously, I had no idea how I was going to get in their circle two years ago, three years ago, when I started doing this. And it is just mind blowing how sometimes like I have a person on my list as, an, as a number two, for example, I'm living in Salt Lake City at the time. I decide that I'm going to move down to Scottsdale. I'm like, okay, I'm moving down to Scottsdale. I decide that I could work from home, but I'm actually going to work from the shared office space, which is where I'm in right now, because it was, it was nicer. Right. And then the, the person after about a week, one of the people starts to ask what I do. I tell them I have a podcast, listens to the podcast in that episode. I'm like, I'm going to meet this one person someday. Right. And the guy stops me in the hallway and he's like, dude, did you know, like the person right across the hall from you, like his brother is that person's partner. And I'm like, no way. And then I, get to be friends with this person right across the hall from me. And he's like, you got to meet my brother. Then I'm sitting at a foundation with his brother. And he's like, you got to meet my partner who's on my list. And I'm like, that's the stuff yeah. that, yeah. And that's happened more times than like, I can even, you know, tell stories on this thing. 
but it didn't start happening until I was supremely aware of like who those people are. So what, what I'm telling you guys, and a lot of you guys aren't going to take this advice because I didn't take it when it was given to me for a lot of time, a lot of time is I thought I vaguely understood what I want. Like I thought I knew what I wanted my life to look like up here, but I didn't have the level of detail and the level of design that once I started designing that it, it was, it's been rocket fuel for my success. This is so good. So let's now take it to the sales leaders. Sales leaders, they need to do that for themselves. True or false? True. Okay. 100%. Should that be part of their coaching for their reps though as well? Should they like be helpful in helping their reps say, hey, we got to be intentional about our identity. We got to be intentional about where we're going. Is that something they should be mixing in? Obviously they should do it for themselves. Is that, should they go to that level with the reps they lead to? I mean, a hundred percent. And here's the thing, guys, like I, yes, I'm a performance coach, but understand that in my fitness, like in a fitness business, we've sold thousands of 4,000 to $10,000 to $30,000 fitness packages. We have a, we have a mastermind that's $160,000 for, for mindset. And so what I'm trying to tell you guys is like, yes, like I'm talking about mindset, but for when I built this thing, I was the one selling until yeah. I built my sales team. So now I'm training sales team and now I have sales leaders training sales. So like, uh, I know you guys are in sales and I'm not just a fitness person that doesn't nope. sell anything. Like I've const like I've been selling for multi-million dollar business. And so the first thing that I would tell anybody is what are 25 attributes that you, that are the top attributes for the people that you want inside of your business. And so for me, I'm like, I want these people to be self-closers. I want these people to be driven. I want these people to, you know, X, Y, and Z, you know, what neighborhoods they live in, what cars they drive. Like I'm very detailed. Right. And then, um, I also then teach the people under me, like you guys should have your own criteria. It's going to look the same. We're in the same business, but you're like the people listening here, you need to, just like I had the, the people I wanted to meet on a list. Now I have 25 attributes of my dream customer because why I want my reticular activating system in my brain to focus in and filter everything out, but those people, right? And the other thing that I coach really hard in, in terms of sales is having the highest of standards. If somebody's not a fit for our company, we do not sell them. We do not sell them because if somebody's going to negotiate on price or they're not going to self-close or they're not, not going to be, you know, a person that is fitting into our criteria, we do not negotiate our standards. Why? Because you get what you tolerate. If we start negotiating our standards, then the universe or God or whatever you want to think about keeps putting those same people into your pipeline until you finally raise your standards and say enough is enough. I'm not tolerating this anymore. Okay. I'm like quiet because I hope our, our customer, our listeners are like noting this because I think most one-on-one -on -one coaching for our sales leaders and the reps are more about where they are to quota. And I think you got to coach the whole person and not just the salesperson, but more important, I'm going to go back and I'm sitting in this. This is such an important topic. How you think drives how you act. Fair to say? Oh, I mean, hundred percent. It's, it's, it's uh, your, your thoughts, right? Like your, your, the things that are in your mind are going to ultimately over time determine how you behave. Right. And so if I'm constantly thinking about what I want, and not the what ifs and yes. the, and the other stuff, then I'm putting myself in an energetic state that is motivated. And you guys should know this, like the number one thing I, I teach my salespeople is you're gonna transfer your energetic state 
right off the bat. A person can feel energy. And so if I want to sell you, I need to think about like, what's the, what's the state I need to transfer to you in order for you to do what I want you to do? And I'm like, I need this person to feel motivated. So how do I make this person feel motivated? I get myself into a motivated state. Why? Because it's a contagion. It's way more contagious than any virus. If I'm motivated, you can't help but to feel motivated when I transfer it. And if you're motivated to take action, the rest is easy. I could mess up. I could say a lot of you know stuff that like you're not even really paying attention to 80% of what I say, but you're paying attention to like how I'm making you feel. And so why do salespeople start to, to struggle when, when there's a recession or when, you know, they're getting flooded by all of that messaging that, you know, people's laying off, you know, people are getting laid off. People aren't buying anymore. It's like, they start focusing on that. And then all of a sudden they get scared and their energetic state by default, if they're not thinking about it is fear and doubt and worry. And so they're bringing fear and doubt and worry into a sales consult with a big client. And they don't even know that they're transferring fear and doubt and worry. They could say the perfect presentation or the perfect sales pitch. The person is picking up. Humans are amazing. They're picking up the fear and doubt and worry despite what you say. And so mm-hmm. they're not buying. And so it's like this it's, it's like this thing grows. It's like the news is talking about re- recession. The boss is talking about recession. Your wife's talking about recession. You're, t- you're worried about money. And then you're supposed to go sell. It's impossible. Right. So if I'm talking to a single rep, I'm like, I'm constantly coaching them on how to get that energetic state into a state that's going to perpetuate success. How do you do that? You have to control your thoughts because your thoughts are going to determine, like if you're, if I'm thinking about all the negative stuff that could happen, I'm not going to be motivated. I'm going to be scared. Right. And so when you protect your thoughts, it's a two, it's kind of a two-step approach. Number one, you have to protect and be a guardian of your thoughts. If you're consuming all of the news, if you're consuming all of the gossip, if you're consuming all of the complainers, if you're consuming all of the dream killers, if you're consuming all of the BS on social media, then all of a sudden, like your, your mind is, is a field of weeds, right? But what I do is I cut that off. I don't consume complainers. I don't consume gossipers. I don't consume the news. I don't consume stuff that's not going to propel me forward. I sit with myself and I focus on all of the stuff and all of the drivers and all of the whys, why it's possible. And then I can transfer that state. So number one, you've got to protect what goes in. And then number two, you have to plant what you want in there by reading good books, listening to good podcasts, getting coaching, protecting everything that's, that, that you're planting so that you can go into the world and win no matter what. Brother, I love it. I, 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 I'm saying amen over here. I can't wait to have these video clips go live too. So I want to I want to take this one step farther. Then this is this has been awesome, and our listeners love our show because it's never scripted. Just like you, you and me didn't talk about this stuff. This is just going. So as economies change for a salesperson, and as the world around us changes, is it? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I think it must be therefore important to change our mindset as we go. We better be intentionally like resetting that, resetting that, making sure it's right. We can't sell in the modern day with a 2020 mindset, right? We've got to have a 2022 mindset, probably a 2024 mindset. I'm probably wrong. 2022 is not good enough. We've got to have a 2024 mindset, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, everybody has these cell phones, right? And it's yep. as soon as an Apple update comes on, it's like automatic or you're like, can't wait to get the new Apple. So people can't wait to get the new Apple or the new phone or the new technology, but they never upgrade their own technology. They never upgrade this. They never upgrade this. 
And so they're so focused on upgrading all the BS, it doesn't matter. It's like, no, dude, upgrade yourself so that you win no matter what. Because guess what? If I get all these, like if I, if I acquire this mindset and this skill set, and let's just say that I'm a company or a sales leader, right? And let's say that company folds and might like everything that I built crumbles. Guess what? They can't take away all of the stuff that is me now. I could walk across the street or walk somewhere and there's no fear because no matter what, I will always eat, right? And it's those salespeople that are, I mean, or business people, they're always going to win because even if they lose for a second, they've already invested so heavily within that like they're going to get ROI forever. And it's the people who have not built the skill set, have not have not invested in themselves, have not become a master of human nature and drivers of, of what drives people. If, if their company folds and all of a sudden they don't have a, have work, they can't get another job because they haven't invested into themselves. And so I always tell like, if, if you're worried, it's because you don't believe in yourself yet, right? And in order to believe in yourself, you invest in your skill set and mindset so that you could go anywhere and succeed. Okay, so we got 15 minutes left. <laughs> I love my opportunities to talk to you, John. Thanks for joining us today. I'm thinking of you already in advance. We have 45,000 sales leaders listening to you right now. They all lead teams. I, most of them are leaders. Some of them are high-performing uh, salespeople that are preparing for leadership. Any, any tips you'd give for like maybe some daily things that they might do to help build mindset for themselves and maybe by extension, they can encourage their others to do it? Because I always like giving like, Here's two or three things you should try doing or not try. You should do, right? The one thing that's magic, man, and a lot of people might not want to hear it. Um, I always say that like six, like if you're a, if you're a six or a five in your, in your physical presence, and let's just say you're even doing pretty good, right? Like you're, you're like a, a nine in business. Yeah. I believe that, that. The, the physical stature and presence, although you don't need to be a bodybuilder, you don't need to be a professional athlete, but if you take care of your body and you go all in on your health and you put the discipline into uh, yourself that as good as you are in other areas, you're only gonna exponentially grow that. And so if you're struggling in areas, right? Like we, I always break it down. It's like relationships, uh, business, fitness. If you're a 10 across the board and a four in one, like fix the four and, and live a, and live with a little bit more balance, but watch what happens to the other areas that come easy to you. Mm. If like, I, I, I coach a lot of guys who are like eights, nines, and tens if on a scale in business, but they're like fives and sixes in fitness. So what we do over a 90 day period or even a year is we bring that, that, that fitness level and that health and that and bring intentionality into it and daily discipline. And they all of a sudden become like eights and nines in their body. Guess what happens to their business without a shadow of a doubt, whether they're in sales or they own their own businesses, it skyrockets, right? And, and why? Because there's this level of confidence that comes with completing a goal, right? And your physicality, you can, you can actually see it transform before your eyes, but guess who else can see it? Everyone else. Everyone else. And so you walk into a room and you have this like, this presence and people's like, oh, like there's no weakness there, right? This guy has all of his stuff together, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, that that's magical. If I was to give a tip and obviously, you know, I'm in this industry, but I just want people to pay attention to themselves because a lot of times people want to control everything outside of them. But unless they have their own house in order, their own body in order, then they're always, then, then it's going to be an uphill battle. If you get yourself in order, 
right? And you become sharp in your body and your mind, guess what? People are gonna gravitate towards that leadership and change. So if you're struggling with leadership, lead yourself first. Love that. That's a great one. Let's let's uh, let's build on that. So if we're gonna be talking about like thinking big, I love the I love, you're right. Don't let your physical health be a limiter to what you can accomplish. Um, so we're doing that and, and you do have the best program in the world on that, but let's go now to like this belief stuff. We haven't really talked about belief. We talked about identity. I think it's similar. Is it possible to think too big? Is that possible? I mean, look, I, I think there's a limit, right? Like if I, I've been pushed because I, I invest, you know, I have a coach on this stuff obviously and have for a long time and I've been pushed out of my comfort, you know where your comfort zone is. Because if, yeah. I, if, I, if I tell a person like, hey man, like I want a Lamborghini, right? Like I could visualize that and that's not outside my comfort zone right now, right? Like if I wanted one, I could go, I could go get one. Um, so I could say, okay, cool. Like what about, uh, you know, a $5 million house or something, right? And it's like, you kind of start pushing yourself outside that, that comfort zone. And someone's like, I wanna, what about this $20 million yacht? P.S. It's like $2 million a year just to like dock it and service it. And I'm like, Ooh, you know, like, could I, can I really like believe that that's possible? And, and, you know, if you do enough work, it's like, yeah, of course, like give enough time, you know, 10 years or five years or whatever, like, of course I could do it. But then it's like, uh, could I be like Elon Musk and create what he's created? And then all of a sudden you've like blown yourself out of that comfort zone. And you're like, I can't even, I don't even know if I want to do that or if it's possible, but that's like too far, right? Yeah. But here's the here's the interesting thing. To Elon, it wasn't too far, right? And so if you think about this, this one of my favorite examples of this, you guys have heard it a million times, is the Roger Bannister example. Yeah. Right? It's like doctors thought that you would just fall over and die or your lungs would blow up if you ran a four-minute mile. And so for forever, nobody was able to do it. But one guy, Roger Bannister, thought that he could do it. And he ended up doing it. And then within a, in, within a couple months, a couple of other people did it. And within a year, a lot of people have done it. And since four minute miles, you know, being broken all the time. And so for some people, like, I don't, I don't really view myself as Roger Bannister. Like I'm the first person to ever build a business to this side, to this size. But like, there's people out there like Elon Musk who, who do think like that. Right. But for me, one of the most powerful ways for me to like create belief in myself is to find examples of other people who have done it. So I'm like the guy looking at Roger Bannister. Roger Bannister does the four minute mile and I'm like, oh, it's possible, right? That guy did it. I can do it too. And so I found a lot of power in, you know, not being per se the first, but it's like, everything that I'm trying to do currently in my life is, is, you know, been done by somebody. So I find that example. And then I'm like, that person's done it. I know I can do it given enough time or resource. So, so here's what I would, how I would apply that to these sales leaders, give your reps reasons to believe, right? Help point them to reasons to believe it can be, you know, if someone's done it, you can do it. And there are people that are figuring out and thriving in this economy. Like I think changing economies just create opportunity. That's all I think it is now. There, there was a time that maybe people would get scared. I, I just say, okay, there's opportunity. First to adapt is going to be the one who, who wins biggest, right? And um, I think that's what I, how I would take what you just said. Be a leader who gives people reason to believe. And I, I think that's a, a really great way to give leadership. It's not just being a cheerleader, but giving them reasons to believe that, this can be done. Is, is fair to say like that? 
Dude, I mean, 100%, man. It's always going to start. It's going to start with belief. And here's the interesting thing there. That doesn't mean like you don't have doubt at the same time. I, I think I had, I, I've worked this out in my mind because it's, it's like, yes, I, I played in the NFL and I made it, but that didn't mean that like every single day I woke up, like I didn't doubt myself at all. That doesn't mean like I don't wake up sometimes within superhuman with the big goals that I have and be like, man, can I, can I really do that? Right. But doubt kills most people where the champions who, who, who actually end up winning, they go through the doubt, right? They don't retreat from it. And so I just want everyone to know, like, yes, you got to believe, you got to believe in its possibility, right? You got to believe in its possibility, but at the same time, like you could doubt yourself a little bit as, and that's fine. As long as you keep moving, it's too many people like, like, oh my God, like what happens, John, if I, if I have doubt, it's like, Hey, don't focus on it. Because if you focus on the doubt, you feed it. If you feed it, it grows. Focus on the possibility, feed the possibility, right? See the other examples. And so, yes, if I was a sales leader and people are like, man, John, like these, uh, you know, it's the economy or it's a recession, like people aren't buying. I would find somebody in a similar industry and be like, they're crushing, they're crushing. What's different between them and you, right? If they're doing it, it's possible for you. What are they doing different? What do we need to do to crush like this company over here, right? So almost every single person listening to this right now, whatever you're selling or whatever leadership you're in, there's probably somebody in your industry at a, like in this industry that is still winning right? No matter, no matter what it is, right? And maybe possibly that, that industry isn't the best opportunity for you at this point. Okay, go find the right opportunity, bring your skill set, bring your mastery into it, and you're and you'll, you'll win somewhere else. That is so baller, man. Last thing I want to ask you, and then we'll wrap and I want to make sure we have a little bit of time. So you can tell all these people how to reach out and connect with you. Um, I have this belief that that sales leadership success has a DNA triple helix, kind of like our regular DNA. And those triple helix brand strands are mindset, skill set, and performance. Mm. And um, those are the three things. And we should have systems around those three things. And as leaders, we should be intentional around those three things. And all my programs I have now are, are around those things. Any, any words of warning or advice to the leaders if they don't have mindset as part of what they start with? I mean, I think there's a lot of people that I call spreadsheet leaders. They just record calls and they look at activities and, you know, it's, it's checking boxes. I, I don't often see people starting like whatever they're working on with this first, any, any words of advice or caution to those people? Yeah. I mean, I mean like mindset, whether, whether you're trying to cultivate a mindset or it's being, it's, you're either trying to cultivate a winning mindset or the mindset that you have is being cultivated by outside forces. Right. And so say that it, again, say that one more time. That's a good, that's a good bite right there. Yeah. You're, you're either cultivating your mindset on purpose or your mindset is being cultivated and programmed by outside forces. If you're in a great opportunity, let's just say like, you know, you live in Scottsdale and you sell, you sell, uh, you have the best popsicles in the world and you know, nobody else has them. It's like you're going to have a successful business regardless of your mindset because you're just in a in an opportunity that like it's so hot and everybody wants it right but most of us are not in that opportunity myself i'm in the fitness i'm in the fitness game right there's there's a million other coaches selling fitness i have to stand out and most of you guys selling stuff you're probably kind of on that spectrum somewhere where it's like you're in a good opportunity might not be the 
greatest opportunity in the world, but there's going to be competitors. So how do you separate yourself from the competitors? And I tell you with a, without a shadow of a doubt, your mindset, your mindset will drive your behaviors and it will drive your performance. I've never seen a, a, a successful um, pessimist. Never. I've never seen a successful, like an uber successful pessimist. I don't see them. But like those people are in the stands, like throwing stones. The successful people that I hang around all like focus on possibility. It's always like, what can we do? It's like, it's like Rob, like let, let's, let's do something together. Like we could do this and this and this, and we focus there. And the pessimists are like, you can't do this because this, or this won't work because this. Like, this won't, like I can't sell this because this. And it's like, guess what? If you're in, like, you better not be in sales if that's your mindset, because you will get crushed by a person that has a, a bigger mindset than you. Dude, that is such a good way to end. John, thank you. This has been awesome. I get fired up every time I talk to you. I love the energy you bring. I love the the the, the genuine passion you bring and the, that you want to just help people. And uh, and it shows. How do people get more of you? How do they connect to you? How do they learn about Superhuman? How how do they listen to the show? Like, I'll tell you, if they're not listening to the show, I, I my favorite thing to do on weekends is I go on hikes here in Utah where I, I still live and I will pound through three or four episodes of the show and it gets me to the summit every time baby and so how do, how do they get more of you yeah the show is, is very mindset heavy so the show with john Matson, it's on itunes it's on uh you know all, all the platforms instagram i'm probably most active at john Matson official if you wanted to know you know if, if you're listening right now and you're like dude you know what you're right john like i got a good life i i'm i'm succeeding in business but this health thing like i am a five or a six and i just want this fixed then you could go to go supra human.com right away you could go to instagram the links are there too but uh on there we'll put the links in the show notes too john just so yeah. you know and there's a there's a 10 minute video and it just kind of walks you through my philosophy and what we do is we we customize your your plan and the reason we have ceos and you know sales leaders like you guys is because you live different lifestyles than an ordinary gym goer right we're not trying to win bodybuilding contests but we're going to be like We'll blow your mind with the transformations and you'll see some of them if you go and follow where I said, but we customize what you have to do in your life to your goals and create a 100% custom plan for you to freaking win in your performance, in your health, in your mindset. And when you do those things, everything else gets better. Your relationships, your bank account grows and uh, you know, your, your, your um, health is being broadcast to the world in a way that's going to be magnetic to all the people that you want it to be magnetic to. All right. His name is John Madsen. He is helping people upgrade themselves all around the world. Uh, John, this has been awesome. You got me fired up. I'm, I, I'm, I'm so excited to go get on my, my next coaching call and do what I need to do for me. And, and I guess the reminder is everything starts with the six inches between your ears. And, and I love what you said, I want to finish with this. You've never seen a su successful pessimist feed the possibility, choke out the negativity. And it's amazing what you can accomplish. Any, any final thoughts you'd say to the group? That's it, man. Go win, baby. Give yourself, I would say this core value. Number one for my company is give yourself permission to win, right? Don't, don't feel guilty about winning. Don't feel shameful about wanting what you want. Focus on those wants because there's power in it. Give yourself permission to win. Love it. John, thanks for joining us, my friend, my man, and congrats on your success. And I can't wait to see what you, uh, what you, what you pull down next. Thanks for joining us and, and, and happy selling, my man. Thank you, brother.
Hey everyone, welcome to another So What portion of the Sales Leadership Podcast where we break down that interview and we ask ourselves, why did that conversation even matter? But first, this podcast is brought to you by Sales Leadership United, part of the Jepson Performance Group. Listen, we all know that our jobs as sales leaders are hard, and I mean really hard. And there aren't a lot of resources for sales leaders to turn to. The fact is most companies that spend millions in sales training, sales tools, sales process, and sales people spend very little at all on sales leadership process, sales leadership training, and the only sales leadership tools that we generally get are rolled up dashboards. And while it's true that companies should do more to develop the sales leaders on their team, the fact is that they don't most of the time. And that's why I created Sales Leadership United. It is the world's number one largest collection of sales leadership assets in the world. The resources we provide are deeper, more battle-tested, and more current than anything else you'll find. So whether you're a new sales leader or one that's been leading teams for years, you're going to find all kinds of tools to help you create more impact with those you lead faster. You'll find it on Patreon, and think of it like a Home Depot for sales leaders. You'll find video excerpts of this episode with John Madsen and all of our podcasts in three to five minute segments, all tagged and organized by topic to help you in your sales leadership journey about the things you need most. You'll find my very best content, over 100 hours of sales leadership training materials, sales meetings that are ready to go right now, sales leadership ideas, one-on-one coaching systems, and much, much more. New materials added every single week, and you'll find everything you need to become an elite sales leader in Sales Leadership United. So don't go reinventing sales leadership. Invest in yourself because you're worth it. Tap into a proven training and techniques that are used by some of the most successful sales leaders in the world and head over to Sales Leadership United today. Now, I also got to thank our listeners. We're well over 40,000 people downloading the show every month and the show just keeps growing faster. It's mind boggling to me that the show is now being listened to by so many leaders in so many countries all around the world. And many of you have told me you've listened to every single one of the nearly 200 episodes. And I love hearing the stories of how you tell me how the show has helped you in your sales leadership journey. Please keep those DMs coming. They fire me up and I love hearing them. So thank you because there is no show without you. I do this because I love the sales leadership community. I know that it's hard to find the right voices in this cluttered world where there's so many platforms available. And the idea that I can bring you the very best so you can cut through the noise is something that I get excited about. So thank you. Your support's been humbling. It's been it's been inspiring, and I'm gonna keep bringing killer guests to you every single week. Now, I love John's message. I can't get enough of it. We need to upgrade our lives. I love that concept. We need to live lives of success by design, because write this down: there are no happy accidents. How you act is always, and I mean always, driven by what you think. And now the Now that we need to do different things because we have to win in a different environment, I'm going to say it again. Now that we have to do different things because we're being required to win in a different environment, it all starts with us thinking different. Now, one of my very most important parts of the conversation with John came in how he talked about choosing the mindset that you feed, being intentional about it. Listen, I remember when I coached a national championship uh, travel baseball team, We, we won that national championship when they were 12 years old, the Salt Lake Sidewinders. These boys were with me from the time, some of them when they were eight years old, most of them from the time they were nine years old. And we, we built this championship caliber team and we did a lot of mindset stuff there. But one of the hard things, especially when they were like nine or 10, 
These boys would sometimes get emotional when they struck out. They'd come back to the dugout and pout. And sometimes these 10-year-olds would be in tears. And, you know, we had a lot of moms and sometimes dads that would be like, oh, it's okay. They're just kids. We're like, no, you can't do that. That's selfish, right? If you're going to be part of a team, we have to teach them not to do that. And so we would teach them to get up, get off the bench, get on that fence in the dugout, put your fingers through that, the, the chain link fence, fence and, um, and cheer for your teammate. Because we would teach them it's impossible to feel two emotions at once. We didn't tell you don't cry. Don't cry. Sometimes we had to do that. But our, 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 our approach wasn't to tell them what not to do. It was to tell them what to do. Get on that fence and cheer on your teammate because it's impossible to feel sorry for yourself if you're cheering on and are excited for what your teammate's doing. Here's why. You can't be sad and you can't be crying if you're on the fence and providing positive energy for someone else. And the same thing, the exact same thing is true with John's message. I can't say any better than he said it. Don't fuel your fears. Instead, fuel your future. Don't feed the ideas of something being impossible. Don't fuel the impossible. Instead, feed the possibilities. Fuel the possibilities. Listen, I was on a coaching call with one of my clients just this morning. I channeled a little John Madsen with this awesome leader that I was working with. She told me she was disappointed because she was underperforming in some areas and performing in others. And she went on and it was very clear that her identity was, well, if it's here, I'm a performer. But if it's here, I'm an underperformer. And, and she talked about how this concept of being an underperformer was weighing her down and it was hard for her. So we just pushed pause in the conversation. We stopped what we were talking about and we went straight to identity. We walked through moving from the saying, I'm a performer in this area and I'm an underperformer in this area to a different identity. And the identity was, I'm a performer, period. End of story. Now this led us making plans on how a performer in any area or a specific area would think, how she would act, how she would follow up. And it was an inspiring conversation. It was awesome to watch how her thoughts and her mindset changed what she said and even how she presented herself, like her eyes and her tonality and her, just her body language. It was awesome. And we pointed it out. I said, I want you to go back and watch the video of this and, and you'll see it. You know, look at this minute marker, go back and watch it. You'll see it. And so as sales leaders, here's my challenge. Help the members of your team learn to protect and guard their thoughts. I love how John said that. They've got to be protectors and guardians of our thoughts. Teach them to be intentional with what you think. It's not good enough to just work hard. Be a gambler. Cross your fingers and hope that it works. Don't obsess over the what ifs. And you may say, what do you mean? Well, John said that. I loved when he said that. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if, what if, what if, what if, what if? You know, what if too often is, is, is a negative. Don't obsess over that. Because mindsets, motivation, and energy are contagious. I remember writing that down when John said that, and I love that. Mindsets, motivation, and energy are contagious. So if you bring this to your team, if you bring this to your one-on-ones, if you help them develop this into their approach in their lives and their careers, you're going to see an almost immediate impact. So instead, focus on why something is possible. Give them reason to believe, right? That's important. Too often, we don't know what good looks like. When I ask leaders to show what good looks like, we, we aren't good at it. Give them reason to believe by demonstrating what good looks like. That's going to help you feed the possibilities. And it's going to help those you lead stop feeding the doubts. And I want to finish with a point that, that John made. Okay, It's a great finishing point. 
John said people self-sabotage with their identity and their self-image more than most people realize. So help build that image. Help build that identity of the person who has accomplished the things they want to accomplish. Help them to create the standards that will help them upgrade themselves intentionally. Put an end to self-sabotage. Sometimes just getting out of reverse and putting it into neutral is an improvement. And, and I'll never forget his very final thought when he said, I've never seen a successful pessimist. So make sure you start your work as a sales leader with that mindset because it's more than being just a cheerleader. Help them learn to build bulletproof, intentional mindsets that will take them to brand new places. And that starts with you doing that for yourself. It's followed closely by being intentional about what you feed. So stop feeding the fears. Stop feeding the doubts. And instead, feed the possibilities. Feed the future. Help the people you work with act as though they're already that person because very quickly they will be that person because they're acting that way. Listen, I didn't come up with this statement. I don't know who it is. I've heard it said thousands of times. Sales is the transfer of enthusiasm. I believe that. Everything we do starts with belief. So make sure you're doing the work with your team so they can succeed in all areas of belief. Belief in the mission. Belief in your organization and how they do it. But mostly belief in themselves. Belief is something every leader can help build. Start where John suggested and you'll be excited with what this does with every member of the team. So John... Thank you. Thank you for joining me. And to all of you, if you want more about belief, hit Sales Leadership United because my private podcast this week will be on belief because every one of you can do it. And part of what you should do is follow John. My man, John, thank you for what you've done for me. Thank you for what you've done for sales leaders all around the world. I love your work. I love the impact you create. I encourage to every one of the 45,000 of you listening to this this week, Listen to this episode with John, take some notes, break it down, be deliberate and intentional about how you build your mindset. Be intentional with how you start your mindset, with how you help those you lead build this massive advantage. And then if you haven't connected with John, do it. Connect with him. You know, like you said, he's mostly on, on places like Instagram and, and, and places like that, but go check out his podcast. It's called The Show. It's a great source of motivation to me every single week. He's coached me. He's been a massive difference maker. I hope you can find the same impact as you dive into what John has to offer. Okay, You're going to find out really quickly why his business is growing so fast. And finally, thanks to each of you, our listeners. Listen, if you like this episode, please give us a five-star review on iTunes. It goes a long way in helping me continue to get the best guests in the world on our show. Many of you have asked me how you can support the show. There's two ways. The first is go check out Sales Leadership United. For the cost of lunch, you can invest in yourself in a way that will change your leadership career. But the easiest way you can support us is to share this episode with your friends and colleagues. Share the show with someone who needs to hear it, and then be elite, live strong, chase your passions, and don't worry, just execute because we got you. Thank you so much for joining the Sales Leadership Podcast, the award-winning sales leadership podcast for those sales leaders looking to create legendary impact to those they lead. The greatest compliment you can give is to share this show and any of your favorite episodes with your fellow sales leaders, social media followers, or other communities you're part of. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. If you want to discuss any of the topics discussed on the show, want to level up your leadership impact, discuss executive coaching services, or even include me at an upcoming event, hit me up at rob at jetpg.com. That's rob at jeppg.com. And to those of you working to become a legendary sales leader, I salute you and wish you much success on your journey. Whenever you need someone in your corner, you know where to find me.